The following podcast is a presentation of Project Entertainment Network. Welcome to the Sample Chapter Podcast, the show where authors read a sample chapter from one of their books. Here's your host, Jason A. Meiske. Hello, my friends, and welcome to episode 110 of the Sample Chapter Podcast. I am your host, Jason A. Meiske, thriller author, and you know, I know, I don't sound thrilled today, but it's been a hell of a week, hasn't it? for uh, all of us here in America. I, it's kind of crazy to think that a week ago still, the uh, coronavirus scare was still kind of a, ah, it's not really going to be a thing, it might be a thing. Oh, crap, it is a thing. And, you know, now here we are. Things are shutting down, everybody's going home. And, uh, and you know, just like everybody else, you know, Planet Comic Con, uh, my opportunity to go and do that, you know, I've been really looking forward to it. But, you know... It's a small price to pay, I think. Uh, we're faced with one of those situations right now where we're looking at the bigger picture, something beyond just ourselves. And I hope everybody listening sees that. I hope that you all understand that part of this, that nobody's going to be happy about this. But at the same time, we're all going to be happy in a few weeks when, you know, when it's settled down. And we're able to move on. And if you're one of those who can move on past this, then you're the fortunate ones. Because there's going to be some people who don't. And I'm sorry, I don't mean to get so somber on you. And that's not what I'm going to do in this episode either. But I just want to encourage everybody out there to hang in there. You know, I, I know I've got listeners all over the world. And here in America, we've got just a small sample so far of what other countries have been dealing with. Italy, I know, has been a listener of this show and still listening. I, I've been seeing the downloads. You know, God bless you, everybody over there in Italy and everywhere across Europe and Asia, Australia, every continent. I've got downloads and I, I just want you all to know that I am praying for you and I really hope for the best for you wherever you are. I invite you to reach out to me, whether it's on social media, I've got the Facebook and Twitter, reach out to me, let me know where you are, let me know how you're doing. I would love to hear from you. I'd love to encourage you. And of course, you can always reach out to me personally at samplechapterpodcast at gmail.com and we can just correspond through email like that. For those of us having to go home and not work for the next couple of weeks, um, you know, I want to encourage you as well to try to find that silver line, lining in this. Focus on your family. Focus on friends. Focus on what you can do to help. Think about the things that you've always wanted to do. That's one thing about this situation we're going through right now is we're all always in such a hurry. I was too. I still fall into that trap of never having enough time for everything that I wanted to do. And, you know, pushing away the things I wanted to start, you know, like being an author. And then I find out, you know, in the midst of me working two jobs and trying to handle, you know, raising a family and such. And then I find out I'm going to be a grandpa. And it kind of, you know, threw that bucket of cold water on me, realizing 
oh my gosh, you know, life is getting away from me. So maybe you, the listener, could be in that situation now, trying to find something to do the next couple of weeks. You're trying to find something to pass the time. I think this is a good opportunity to go ahead and start tackling that dream. If you've wanted to be an author, if you've wanted to create something, if you wanted to paint the house, if you want, if there was something you wanted to do, maybe you wanted to teach your kids something that you've never had time for before this moment. It's a great opportunity we have to be a little introspective and look at what we have because because tomorrow is never guaranteed, but you still have today. And I think everybody around the world, we're all dealing with this thing in one way or another. And I think we can all be better together once this is over with. I think we can all come together afterwards. Uh, I look forward to that. <laughs> all right. Well, I've kind of, I, I didn't want to go off on any kind of a tangent, but it seems that I kind of have. <laughs> I'm not going to dive into a whole lot of other things this week. Uh, we're gonna, I'm going to keep this portion of it a little bit short. But rest assured, the show will go on. I have a bunch of authors lined up already, recorded and ready to go. I'm going to have some time to do some more editing on future shows and uh, on my own book that I still plan on releasing this month. You know, or April 1st is what I'm shooting for. So I'm going to tackle those things. I'm going to tackle the things I want to do. I think we should all try to do that too. Think about what's going to make you happy and reach for it. And don't forget the ones around you while you're at it. Well, I do need to say a quick thank you for all my friends and sponsors alike. You store all, of course, the number one self-storage facility in Warrensburg, Missouri. Check them out online at ustoreall.net. That's spelled the letter U-S-T-O-R-A-L-L.net. Scrivener Writing Software is the best writing software you can use. It's made for writers by writers. Pop Goes to Culture Network. They feature a whole bunch of pop culture news, podcasts, blogs, everything pop culture related right there at your fingertips at popgoesculture.com. And of course, Project Entertainment Network with, I think, <laughs> fast approaching 30 shows perhaps on the network now. Tons of shows to tune in and check out as as many podcasts as you could listen to <laughs> for the next few weeks. I've right there available between the two networks, Pop Goes Culture Network and Project Entertainment. Hey, I'm going to have an advertisement for one of those shows on Project Entertainment. We're going to have the advertisement from Scrivener. And then we're going to have our interview with this week's guest, Miranda O. And Miranda was a lot of fun to talk to. She always is. And it's and she's definitely good for a lot of laughs whenever we get a chance to talk. We're going to find out about her latest book, Just Breathe, which is book three of her series. Uh, it is available right now. Came out a few weeks ago, back in February. We hear about her podcast called Quill and Ink that she now does with previous guest Jenna Green. They do this together, and that was exciting to hear about. And we're going to hear about an upcoming series that she is working on as well. And what's really fun is during her chapter reading, you're going to hear why lunch dates are the perfect trial date and the alphabet of reasons that the date went bad. <laughs> Those things and more coming up right after a word from our sponsor and 
Project Entertainment. Jason here. Hey, I wanted to take a moment and tell you about my favorite writing tool, Scrivener. Now, I know you've heard about Scrivener because their writing software has been embraced by hundreds of thousands of other writers like you and I, from the novice to best-selling novelists. The reason we all use it is because of Scrivener's core concept to bring all the writing tools you use together in a single application. And with tools like automatic backup, character maps, project goals, and let's not forget that amazing corkboard, you can see why I use Scrivener every day. As a bonus for Sample Chapter Podcast listeners, use code CHAPTER for 20% off your desktop version. Scrivener Writing Software, built by writers for writers. Hello, is anybody out there? Anybody. This is Jim Cobb. If you are hearing this, the worst has happened. I've recorded a podcast at the end of the world and will broadcast it on channel PEN every Friday. It's all about the apocalypse, books, movies, TV, how much food and water will you need your bunker, all that kind of stuff. Excuse me, sir. You're going to have to keep the noise down. You're in a library and you're scaring the kids. The world hasn't ended yet. Sorry, ma'am. Shh, you're in the library at the end of the world with host Jim Cobb. Fridays, exclusively on Project Entertainment Network. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Sample Chapter Podcast. This week, we're continuing the trend. (laughs) That's right. We have another 2020 look back and welcoming a guest from, uh, from our past. This week, it is Miranda O., You remember her from the Chin Ups and Tits Out series. Miranda is your typical girl. She loves the sunset, long walks on the beach, world travels, and when not playing the corporate part, she can be found sipping wine and spending all of her hard-earned money on shoes. Miranda, welcome back to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. Super thrilled to be back. Yes, I am too. I am too. How did things go with book two in the series? Book two blew up then book three hiroshima blew up um i mean for like my expectations anyways um (laughs) so it's honestly every time i get a new opportunity or i speak to my publicist there's there's you know new things coming down the line and um really great feedback all around really great reviews and um that just is a testament to to the effort that I attempted to put through <laughs> into the series over the five years. So <laughs> it's been a wild ride. Yes. Yes. Well, so how have you been uh, in this time? I know you have, you've had, like you said, quite the wild ride since, uh, since the fall when we spoke. Oh yeah. I, uh, the publishing process was, uh, it, it it's always insane as we were talking a little bit earlier is like you go into the editing process and um, then you realize that, you know, maybe there's a little bit more extra work that you got to get done. And then you go into the publishing portion and you're like, Oh my gosh, there's more work that needs to be done. Or it's just so daunting. And um, I went through the fall and early in 2020, just like this nervous ball of, energy going oh my god I just need to get this out I just need to get this out I just need to get it out <laughs> and 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 then I got it out and I was like oh oh like I can't I can't tell you I didn't realize I don't think I, I slept for like the last month prior to officially launching the book and having a celebration locally um 
And since then, sleep has been, you know, lovely. And I'm so happy. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It's actually great right now. I'm so thrilled about it. So, yeah, it's good. Well, good. And it's much deserved. Much deserved. So I know... I know when you were on here and you read from uh, from book two, it got quite the reception. Uh, lots of people talking about it. So, and then I, I followed a little bit. Of course, we have our mutual contact with Mickey over at Creative Edge, and and he's been all about sharing uh, all of your books all the time. So that's been a lot of fun to watch. Oh, it's Mickey. I mean, you can't go. Mickey Mickelson is a special human being. I absolutely love working with him, and he's. Uh, He's like my diehard as, as I am his, like right back to day one when both of us embarked on um, his pu like publicity journey and me as a writer was, uh, was it, it has been a wild ride together. And I'm so glad like the statement together, we are better is totally true. Like without Mickey, I would not be where I am, and I, I mean, he would probably be where he is without me, but um, <laughs> I, I might have just sparked the idea, and, um, and, and I'm, I'm happy for that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, they say rising tide lifts all boats, so I, I think right? that is true. Right? Yeah, you're right. <laughs> so... I mean, now is this the end of the series with book three that you've got today? Uh, Just Breathe is the title. Is this the end of it? Yes, this is the end. And, oh um, and I, um, I'm so thrilled that it's the end. Like it took me five years to get it all out. Um, but I was very happy that I got it all out and it took a little while. Cause like the last, the last like out of five years I wrote the first two in the first two years and then I, uh, I wrote the last one the third one in three years and people were like why did it take you so long like, I needed to live my ending like I, I didn't know how to end it I needed to learn the life lessons that I was meant to learn in order to turn around and write about it in a way that made sense to you know to me on how to go, go into my life and practice all the things that I've learned. So it, it definitely was a huge learning curve and like life experience that I had to go through in order to get book three out. But now that it's out, it, it, it leads to open opportunities, which I have a next series coming and it's the end of the chin up tits out series. Um, but it's definitely not the end of, of what you'll see from me and kind of the, 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 I guess the way that I write, I don't know if that's the way that it's supposed is going to come out, but you know, talking about really, really heavy stuff, but always finding it kind of a, a silver lining to it, always trying to be positive and, yeah. you know, laughing in the darkest, twisted times. Yeah, yeah, it's your voice. Yeah, it's, yeah, it is. I found it, and uh, it worked out pretty well for the first series, and I like I like my voice, <laughs> the inner voice. <laughs> um, for the most part, she's pretty cool, and so I found a way to share that, and I, I, I want to continue to do that. So my, my next series is... It's pretty big. Um, it, it involves a lot of research, and, and I'm, I'm embarking on it already. And it's it's uh, wild ride is not even 
words that I can use. It's like eyes wide open journey. So I'm excited to share that with the world. Oh, that's exciting. Now, do you have a name for that? And is there anything you can tell us like what this is like a kind of an idea of what's, what it's about? Oh yeah, of course. I am, I am 100% down to share. Um, so in August last year, and forgive me, I don't know if we talked about this last time. Um, and if we did, you can remind me. And if we didn't, then I'll just, I'll give you a quick summary. In August, I was diagnosed with uh, two conditions. One is endometriosis and one, the other one is adenomyosis. Both of them are conditions that are found, um, or I guess start in the reproductive system. They're really not treatable or curable. There's a lot of mystery around the diseases. They're pretty painful, and because they're inside, inside, they're kind of invisible to the regular public. And that hit me out of absolutely nowhere. I was perfectly healthy and an able-bodied human being that would, you know, work out multiple times a day, four or five times a week, have multiple jobs, own businesses, do this, that, and baking fat, and loved life, and then all of a sudden. I am running and I feel like my insides are going to fall out of me or I started puking every day for no good reason. Um, so all this kind of stuff came out to me really, really quickly. And I was like, holy man, then I got a diagnosis and just like my first series, you go through really heavy stuff and it's the most ridiculous thing. And you're like, how does anybody live like this? But the truth is these conditions affect one in 10 women worldwide, which means roughly 175 million, 175 million women worldwide are suffering with this right now. So I'm not alone. But how do you connect with people? So I'm, I'm again, trying to tailor that voice through my next series. So it's going to be based on endometriosis. But my story is one story out of 175 million. So I can't interview that many people, but I can interview 100 people. So I made a call for action on the 1st of March because March is Endometriosis Awareness Month. And uh, I said, hey, this is my idea. This is what I want to write about. I want to talk to you. I want to hear your stories. And I'm going to somehow web them and intertwine them into a series of, of books, a three-part series. Um, and each of the series is going to depict a different decade. So women in their 20s, women in their 30s, women in their 40s, because the disease plus life represents very differently in those decades, like for a female in their 20s, they're trying to figure themselves out, you know, trying to figure out your sexuality. In the 30s, it's all about baby making and motherhood and creating a family. And then 40s, menopause. So I'm like, wow, let's like, let's have fun with this. So I'm interviewing women from around the world. I have gotten, um, I've started chatting with doctors worldwide, uh, sorry, world known, like, uh, surgeons and specialists, special, uh, like, yeah, specialists, like it, it blew up so fast in the 11, the 11 days. I have 25% of my interviews booked already. Um, and I haven't followed up on, you know, half the people that have reached out just cause I've been so busy and I'm booking into the middle of April already for these interviews. Cause it takes time. Like each of them is an hour 
I sit on webcam with them. I record the conversation and that's after they fill out a questionnaire for me. So they send me a questionnaire. I review the questionnaire. They book the appointment. And for the appointment, I have follow-up questions from the questionnaire. I get their reactions, their thoughts, their feelings, their fears. Like I talk about, I see what they look like, how they talk about it when they're talking about really tough stuff. And so that I'm, I'm using to mold characters or a series of characters. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and like, to me, that is the most exciting thing because every single person you talk to their inner voice and that inner character and their perspective is so different. Yet all of us are suffering from the same thing and we're all suffering similarly, yet our lives are so vastly different. And so like that brings us together. And so that's what I hope I'm doing on the third series or this, the second series. And it's called drum roll, please. <laughs> uh, um, it's called love my lady bits. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you're going to be like, what? Sorry, what? Um, <laughs> sorry, what? <laughs> I get it. I get it though. Right. Yeah. So yeah. Like, cause I mean like at the end of the day, these doctors and, and you're, you're going to be told like, it's just, it's kind of your SOL man. So I'm like, all right, cool. Like, let's make the best of SOL. Like, if life is going to hand me lemons, I'm going to find the best darn tequila I can and sip my life and enjoy it, you know? So that's what I'm trying to do with this. And it's a process of a way of healing for me as well and a way of connecting with the most incredibly strong women that I've crossed paths with to date. Oh, my goodness. You know, and... I can only relate to some of that myself as far as like when it comes to the interviews and the time and trying to catch up with, you know, all the authors that I have lined up uh, out sometimes a couple of months ahead of time. Um, And then the influences uh, when it comes to the writing. I mean, you are intentionally looking for these influences and their stories. Whereas uh, for me writing a, completely different kind of fictional story like the, my next one is about writers and i'm i find myself writing all of my writing friends into this story using different names but still it's it's sure. you know i know it's them and it's amazing where the our influences can come from whether by accident or intentional in your case exactly. yeah 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 exactly and you know i told uh like i, I what i do is I set up the interview in such a way so they do a questionnaire that leads them to a booking process they book the interview so then I print their questionnaire I review it like I said and come prepared to our interview to basically have a discussion and provoke further conversation from their questionnaire and so what I do before we even start I introduce myself and I talk about chin up tits out and I talk about that mentality and how that got me my diagnosis which left led me to this series then I share with them comfortable topics they're positioning their answers in a way that you know I they they know what I'm looking for so they're giving that to Mm -hmm. me you know what I mean like it's and I've took me months to set up this process and every interview that it's going to refine by the hundredth, I'm going to be a pro, (laughs) but it's, you know, like every interview you get, you're getting these golden nuggets and you're just like, man, this is so good. Like, hold on a minute, pause, like say that again. (laughs) Um, 
it's like it is it is absolutely amazing and I know I like I know that outside of this series being able to connect literally a hundred women that didn't know each other before this um it, it will do that but I think it's going to allow me to grow as a human leaps and bounds just because you're putting every single thing that you go into on a daily basis into context when you're dealing or you're talking with people that again have it so much different than you do but is right up there in the similarities and it's it's really eyes wide opening like I it's it is like okay I'm not alone as much as I feel alone and want to feel sorry for myself like the, there are people that are going through it equally as bad if not worse in some cases wow. so <laughs> <gonna put> a <laughs> cup. but you sir it certainly sounds like you have a lot of empathy with these people so that way you're relating to what they're saying and and making yourself open to those feelings which i i think uh, like you said that does help you grow as a person uh you know not just as an author yeah. but yeah as a person as well that's that's really amazing yeah yeah I, i'm i'm attempting to right like the more you talk about tough feelings the easier it becomes and i'm asking these women to open up and talk to me about, you know, medications they're on, side effects they're they're experiencing, you know, how this has affected their sex life, how it's affected their careers, you know, like there's like no topic or no stone goes unturned in that 60 minutes. And at first I was like, oh my gosh, this is going to be draining for me. But then you are asking these women who some of them have suffered in silence for 15, 20, 30 years. And, and I'm asking them to open up to me. They're loving it. And then they're the ones that are like exhausted. They just laid this, laid it out all on the stage for me. And then I send them a thank you afterwards. And like, you have no idea how, how good I feel after I just, released all of that and I said yes like man like I wrote I, I realized that writing and sharing the deepest darkest stuff is such a release so I, all these women have this opportunity and one of my I'm just a sponge I'm soaking it all in because it's going to turn out amazing into these stories right the rawer the realer the better because i can turn that into words that evoke that type of emotion and that's really what i want to do because that relates us and makes us all kind of feel a little more human i couldn't agree more that's that's really incredible and you're doing all of this you're, you're still working a corporate job then too during the day during the day, I work my corporate job. I'm doing um, maximum 11 hours of interviews a week. I also launched a podcast at the end of the year as well. So we do two to three episodes a month. So that's one hour a week. Um, and then I'm full-time Airbnb. So I, I'm, I'm booked about 90 to 95% oh my of gosh. the month. All right. what, what is your podcast? You got to tell us that so we can go find it. Yeah, for sure. It's on SoundCloud and YouTube. It's through Authors on the Air Global Network. My podcast name is called Quill and Ink, a podcast for book I lovers. I have seen that name popping <laughs> up. I've been meaning to tune into that, so now I definitely will. 
Yep, yep. Me and my co-host, Miss Jenna Green. Um, both of us are Canadians. Both of us are represented by Mickey Mickelson at Creative Edge. Um, and we are just having an absolute blast. <laughs> like, I love talking about my books. Don't get me wrong. I think you can tell. But, like, to hear other people's stories? Oh my God, that's like proverbially, proverbially, I'm not saying that right, but I think you know what I'm trying to say. It's filling my cup up. Like it just fills up my cup with extra life because people are sharing their passions with me and it just, it is heartwarming and it makes me feel so wonderful every single time I talk to somebody. You are preaching to the (laughs) choir, sister. (laughs) Right? Yeah. Right? Like it's just like you sit there and like you you look at the books, you hold them, you feel them, you read them, you you watch other podcasts, and you're like, oh yeah, okay, okay, okay. But then it's like that that interaction that you have with them, it just kind of breaks, it makes it real, even though it's still like online, it still kind of makes it real because we're talking about stuff that you know Jenna and I do our research and want to talk about, and we really try to get our our authors to talk about, you know, what inspires them and like, you know, what, how do we make these people that have written books that have traveled to bajillion places in the world that are super successful in their craft? Like, how do we, how do we make them relatable to the us average Joes, you know, who kind of want to think about doing this, but are too scared to do it or, you know, have an idea, but don't want to pursue it. And so we, our goal is to always try to make this like relatable and fun. And, um, we, I laugh so hard. I cry or I snort almost (laughs) every episode. (laughs) Well, you know, what's, what's especially fun for me on this. And and like I said, I've seen the name of the show popping up, but I didn't know that you were on it or, that your partner, Jenna Green, who has also been a previous guest, and I had to just double-check and make sure, but I just verified that, yeah, I had you on one episode, and Jenna was the very next episode on my show. <laughs> so, yes, I will I will definitely have to. That's, the, that's good planning from Mickey's <laughs> point of view, hey? <laughs> so I'm definitely going to have to tune in and, and check this out. Yeah, of course. Let us know what you think. I will do that. I will do that. So, all right. So let's get into book three from the uh, uh, Chin Up series, Just Breathe. Now, where did we leave off? Uh, Is it spoilery to say where book two ends and this one begins? No, it's, uh, it's not. Like, everybody, I think... You don't want to know how it ends because you know how it ends. If that makes sure, that makes sense. Like, yeah. it's it's like the worst case scenario. You're like, please don't let it happen. Please don't let it happen. But then it happens, and you're like, oh crap. So mm-hmm. that's how book two ends. <laughs> and then <laughs> book three is like, how do you figure out how to get off of rock bottom? Like you've you you've hit rock bottom now. This is what rock bottom is like, and how do you how do you figure your life out now? You know what what's the first step look like, and you know what does the hundredth step look like, and what does the thousandth step look like? Um, you know, just like if you're a, a recovering addict, like those markers, those day markers are as important 
for somebody going through such a loss of such trauma um, and, and those steps of, of recovery and self-discovery are so important. It's, it's, you know, it's a huge mental game. So this book really takes you through the process of finding rock bottom and getting through some of the toughest, um, you know, situations. Like you've gone through some of the toughest things, the outcomes have now played out. Now you got to live them and learn your lessons. What are your lessons? Okay. All right. And what can you tell us about uh, this chapter that we're going to be hearing today? Like, is there, do you need to set the scene? Well, I typically read from my prologues, but this book, like my third book, you know how you're not supposed to have favorite children? Well, I've never birthed children before, so this is my favorite child. <laughs> so <laughs> this book is my favorite child, so I'm not going to just limit you to the prologue. I'm flipping into chapter four, and um, and so this is called Lunch Dates and Emails. So, um, Hadley, our main character, um, has been single now for a little while, um, and is attempting to get back into the dating scene. So just before this chapter starts, um, she has a little episode where in this, in a bar where a guy tries to dance with her and it just is a disaster. So this episode goes into lunch dates and emails. So yeah, that's that's how I set the scene for us, and uh, I'm gonna read through that, and that should take us to a good chunk of time. And you're just gonna, I hope, I hope you enjoy this, because I feel like I might enjoy this. Ooh, okay. Um. <laughs> <laughs> well, just like last time, I, I've had a wonderful time talking to you, and I know everybody's gonna want to find out where to find and follow you. So where can everybody do that? Uh, you can find me on social media platforms, uh, Miranda O, that's O-H, or hashtag chin up, tits out. You can also visit MirandaO.com, again, that's O-H, and you can find my work on any Amazon platform worldwide. Just chin up, tits out, and then you'll find me. It's there, all three books. Outstanding. Yep, and we'll have links for all of that and the podcast in the show notes, sir, I can click those links and get right on over there, check all this, follow her everywhere, and see what's going on in the world of Miranda O. Thank you so much for being, yet again, a wonderful guest. And ladies and gentlemen, Miranda O with Just Breathe. Out with the old and in with the new. That was what I kept telling myself for the weeks following the very public episode with Lesha at the bar. I was determined to fill my brain up with new memories as fast as possible in hope that old painful memories would fade away into the depths of my subconscious. I thought long and hard about what I could do to create lots of different positive memories while staying within budget. Now Ryan left me with a mountain of debt, the bulk of it compounding on my credit card from purchasing multiple prescriptions. Luckily, my family pulled through and collected enough funds for an interest-free loan to help me get it off my credit card. Now, at this point, I didn't really want to fight over money. I knew that I would never get it back. His family flipped couch cushions to collect enough cash to merely get his mother to Canada, let alone to pay off the tens of thousands of dollars sitting on my credit card. Money can always be remade. Desperate to put my past in the past... 
As Dr. D, my therapist, had suggested, I had to find a way to create an exciting future. Clearly, internet dating was my solution, right? Well, dear God, what was I getting myself into? I had to take this plunge. I felt I needed to do something and couldn't come up with a better idea. Who cared if it was right or wrong? I needed new experiences in my brain, enough of Ryan and all the shitstorms that I ran into over and over and over again. I didn't want to join a free dating site that would just have people looking for a casual hookup. I wanted serious people. I didn't want to be screwed around, so I, so I decided to join Match.com. You know, they have those advertisements anywhere, and they said they have a free month. Like I said, a budget-friendly beginning. So I figured I would do one month free and then pay for a month, and then by that time, I would have found some sort of solace and peace within my brain, maybe, hopefully. This was one of the most successful dating apps in Canada, or so they said so, so why not try it out? I tried to convince myself that it was a good idea. 50% of me wanted my brain to stop reliving the last moments of Ryan, and the other 50% of my brain was too scared to come to terms with the fact that my marriage actually failed. I didn't want to fail again, and I didn't want to be reminded of failing. I felt like I was stuck between a rock and a hard place. Let's just put something out there, though. When I say failing, the first thing that comes into mind is that I hardly failed at my marriage. Although, on the contrary, we aren't responsible for someone else's actions. I wasn't the one who left. The internal battle raged over who and what to feel guilty about, failed marriage or failed self-love. God only knows. I was striving to wrap my brain around self-love. The first day on Match was like a first day hunting for a new job, scrolling through pages of opportunities, trying to find something that piques my curiosity slightly. I swiped on anything and everything that looked even the least bit interesting in attempt to open myself up to something different, everything different. I didn't know what I liked or didn't like since I had met Ryan just a couple months after I turned 18. Then we had a long-distance relationship for years. I didn't even know all the things that I didn't know. It was time to explore all those options, see what the world had to offer, what worked for me and what didn't. Within a couple of days, I had three lunch dates set up. Yep, lunch dates. You know why? Because it's a genius first internet date plan. Here's why. Number one. It's daytime, so it's less likely to have spooky, dark corners and creepy shit. People clearly can see both of you in public. Number two, my lunch for work was an hour, which is a perfect time to meet someone without getting caught in a situation where I needed to GTFO ASAP. Number three, typically lunch dates include one cocktail at most, depending on who you're with. There is zero room for the drunk a-hole behavior. Number four, if I didn't make it back to work in time, my bosses would get worried and send a search party, or so I'd like to think so. Number five, lunch meals were cheaper. These were the five reasons I told myself this would not fail. <laughs> I wish I had something interesting to tell you about those lunch dates, though, but really absolutely nothing was worth saying. I mean, they had the whitest of white guy names, Matt, Josh, and Kevin, or something like that. They played hockey, drank beer, and drove big trucks, the last of which made me think they had small you-know-whats. I mean, like, how could I not think that after they raved about the size of their trucks for the majority of the date? So they were all strikeouts. This was 
so disheartening. I came home at the end of the day after the third miserable lunch date. I walked right into the kitchen, opened up a bottle of wine, poured a big glass of wine, sat in the dark by myself, and drank it, running through all these stupid dates in my head, feeling defeated and hopeless. Maybe I, I wasn't likable. Maybe I was too picky. Or maybe I was looking for the impossible. Wait, what was I looking for? Hmm, good question. I should probably have been looking to myself for this answer instead of some random dude from Match.com. Maybe changing my approach was what I needed to do. So I started to email back and forth with a man named Pete. This was quite fun. His emails were well-constructed and well-written, and I enjoyed emailing with him a few times. When we finally decided to meet, I had a bucket full of knowledge about him. I just didn't know how I would feel when we met. He was mediocre looking, but his email personality made up for it. He suggested dinner. I didn't do dinner dates for the first internet date. I wouldn't do it. I accepted, though. Then he suggested after dinner we go to horse races because it was his favorite thing and I'd never been before. What can it hurt? You know, new experiences, right? So these five hours, yes, five hours might give me great things to fill my head with. I mean, he couldn't be that bad. We conversed via email quite well. So in a worst case scenario situation, we would be friends. I accepted his invitation to the races. Ooh, karma is going to get you. You are going to pay for not following your own rules, Hadley. Enjoy this one. You crazy. Beyond awkward is the best description of how that date went. In between dinner and the horse races, I seriously contemplated pulling a Houdini and disappearing. But the moral, polite human being in, deep down inside of me decided against it. So I called my brother for backup. He knew to make the 911 call to his big sister within 45 minutes of getting to the horse races. <laughs> because calling my baby brother to help rescue me was way better than just ghosting on this guy. Yes, I understand that it was cowardly, but come on, ladies, like we all have done it. We went out for sushi prior to the horse races, and every time I made a move, he commented on it. We drove our own vehicles to the horse races. Thank Buddha. Once we reconnected, it continued. He commented on anything and everything. You drank your sake fast. Is it because you're nervous to be in here? You didn't put that whole piece of sushi in your mouth. Is it because you're afraid of looking like a pig at the table? I like your walking pace. It's adequate to mine. Guy, say what? You're tall, but not too tall. Those shoes you're wearing make you taller. I like that. You sit up straight with good posture. I don't have good posture. My pops would be proud to hear this one. Hey, you want to go halfsters on the bill? Dude, halfsters? Just before I was expecting the 911 call from Blake, Pete dropped the bomb. He closed his flip phone and asked, So are you enjoying the races so far? <laughs> I nodded with a big smile while cringing inside. His eyes looked happy to see that. The horse races themselves were kind of entertaining, so I tried to focus on the races to help pass the time faster. Great! My mom is on her way. 
She loves the races. You don't mind if she joins us, right? What? 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 Your, your mom? Oh my God, what do I say? <laughs> Talk about karma working in my favor. Because before I had a chance to answer, my cell phone rang. Oh, thank Buddha. Oh, thank God. Oh, thank the universe. BTW, it's a bright red Blackberry. His flip phone had nothing on me. It was 2013, man. Get with it. I held my finger up and mouthed, sorry, one second. My brother's high-pitched voice screeched through the phone so he could be heard a few feet away. I need you to come now. It took everything I had not to burst out laughing at the ludicrousness of, the, of this exact moment in my life. Blake yelled a bunch of gibberish into the phone and then abruptly hung up. Oh, no, is everything okay, Pete asked. Oh, I'm so sorry. My brother is super drunk and he needs you to come get him before he does anything stupid, I blurted. Oh, so you're going? He asked in a dead tone. I nodded as I reached out for a hug to say goodbye. No matter the situation, I always try to be a nice human being. I didn't like him for me, but it doesn't mean he's a bad person. I'm sure he's wicked and cool in his own way. Oh, we're, we're doing that? We're, we're like a hug? He said, stepping back. Oh, wow. I had never received reaction before, and I didn't know what to do, so I stuck my hand out to shake his, and he met it with a fist bump into my palm. All right, cool. Uh, enjoy the rest of your races with your mom, Pete. Goodbye, As I and I waved as I left. Not even eight hours later, I got an email from Pete. This was the email of all emails. It's proof of how completely insane interdating can be. Hadley, what's going on? I hope nothing tragic happened to you and you're alive. I haven't heard anything from you since our date, and my instincts are telling me that you don't know how to turn me down. Don't worry. It's simple as saying sorry, no, thank you, and goodbye. So going on that assumption, I have compiled below for you a list of reasons why I suspect I failed at the date portion. I think this way it's easier for you and more helpful for me. All you have to do is check off any that apply. A, everything is actually good and you just like making me squeam a little. B, I was a general disappointment or a total flake. C, should have paid the entire tab and not gone halfsers. D, bad choice of clothing, something about how I was dressed. E, not flirty enough. F, didn't compliment you. G, came on too strong. H, bad breath. I, should have gotten a haircut. J, I said or did something to offend you. K, I didn't say or do something you were expecting. I, it bothers you that I had once a fiancé. M, poor use of chopsticks. N, I seem skinnier than in my pictures. O, concerned about gambling. P, concerned about drinking. Q, upset that I took a different route to the horse races and got there sooner than you. R, didn't ask certain questions about you. S, pronounced your name wrong. T, caught me looking. U, can't be with someone with a Samsung phone from 2002. V, shouldn't have brought up my best friend's nightmare on Elm Street Marathon. W, 
didn't give you my cure for hiccups. X, I had bad posture. Y, I didn't take my jacket off for you when you were cold. Z, I was seated at the sushi restaurant before you arrived. Sorry, I ran out of letters. Hopefully it's at least one of these, meaning my guesses were good and I'm not completely clueless about reality. Just please reply with a bunch of letters. There are no wrong answers, so I will not dispute. And I will promise you will never hear from me again. I hope you choose A and we can chat soon, Pete. Oof, that stings, doesn't it? It took everything I had not to make a snarky comment after each letter. That was a sarcastic B-I-T-C-H that was coming out in me. I needed some time to process all of this and decide how to deal with it appropriately. It took me a day to think about how to respond. He was just an innocent dude trying to find true love without having any natural people skills. So this was my response. Hey, Pete. Nothing tragic happened. Had to work the next day and didn't have time to appropriately respond to your very detailed email. I don't have any letters to add to my response. You are simple and perfect in your own way. We didn't vibe and we aren't meant for each other. It doesn't mean you were wrong or bad at anything. Keep being you and keep your head and your heart open. Good luck with life, Pete. Cheers, Hadley. We never spoke again and that was the last match date that I went on. And that was Miranda O. Reading a sample chapter from her latest book, Just Breathe. It is book three in the Chin Up series. It's available now, so don't forget to click the link in the show notes for everything about Miranda and this book. You don't want to miss out on those. While you're in there, don't forget to click the links for our sponsors and networks alike. And hit that subscribe button so you don't miss out next week when I come back with another author, a new book, and a new sample chapter. Hang in there, everybody. We're going to get through this together, and I can't wait to talk to you again real, real soon. God bless. This has been a presentation of the Project Entertainment Network.